Welcome back to an episode of Too Many Men. Tony Pickenich, Eric Johnson, Tom Pickenich, John Gallietta, Cam Dalgleish joining us. We just finished up the NBA draft lottery. We will get to that in a second. We have our Florida Shining Stars to get to later in the episode as well. But first, big news yesterday out of the National Football League. Dominated headlines in a day with no NBA playoffs, so we needed a story. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? I know the last name is NASA. No, no, no. NASA. Not Frank Clark, okay. I want to say Ryan Nassib, but I know that's his Carl shitty Nassib. brother who played for the Giants. Nassib, Carl Nassib, defensive end for Las Vegas Raiders. That's the shitty brother with the Giants. Becoming the first active National Football League player to come out as gay. A huge step forward uh, for the LGBT community in sports. All I could remember for some reason was his brother throwing picks for the New York Giants. I don't know why, but that's all that was coming to my head when I needed to say his name. The funny uh, thing is, I saw his name and I thought it was the brother. I was like, right? Oh, yeah. But it, this is this is huge, huge for the sport, because this is a sport, the National Football League, where we've had players come out after the fact, after they've been out of the league. We had Michael Sam, who came out just before the NFL draft, and he never made it to a full NFL roster. But we know there are gay men around the National Football League with that many people that you can't. It, it, it happens. There's that many people there. There's there's definitely some who are gay who choose to keep it to themselves because they are afraid of the backlash of coming out. Now, Nassib's first steps, hopefully it'll lead more people in that direction to the point where I liked when he said in his Instagram post, and what a way to announce it in an Instagram post, all nonchalant. I'm chilling here in Westchester, Pennsylvania. Uh, even though he went to Penn State and I hate Penn State, I, I respect the man like you cannot <laughs> believe. Uh, hopefully this will encourage more people who are gay in the National Football League to come out if there are any more. I'm, I'm sure there's at least a couple. Uh, and it, it'll just give them an opportunity to be who they are and spread their voice. Um, it, it, he's a trailblazer. And I, I like I, I like that he's in a major market like Las Vegas. I like that uh, he's a very he's an integral part of that Raiders defense that has seen his struggles over the past couple of years. It's not like it's a special teamer. Uh, or anything, but he, he's a good player and he's coming out and saying it. And, you know, there are times in the past where you look at this and say a player who might come out might fear his roster spot is in danger. There's no fear around his roster spot before he comes out. And I don't think there's still any fear. If, if he were to get cut tomorrow, you would have to say it's because of something against his sexuality, having that much of a name and been the, and being that good of a player. So having somebody of this status coming out, I think it's good for the league. I think it's good for all sports. And I think there will be a few more following suit here uh, throughout professional sports. He has the highest selling jersey right now over the last two days. Yeah, good for him. Which kind Uh, of surprising me. Also, man, John John Gruden's quote. Did you see it? I did not. Uh, No, I did not. Oh, man. Uh it's it's such a typical John Gruden quote. Let me find it. He said something like, uh, I learned a long time ago. Oh, my. Uh, Spider 2Y banana. <laughs> I, I read it, and I'm like, that's a Gruden quote. <laughs> it's as simple as that. Yeah, I learned those- a long time ago what makes a man different is what makes him great. John Gruden. Oh, Michael Scott, John Gruden. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was his quote and i saw that i was like okay thank you john i appreciate it like i wasn't expecting i don't know what i was expecting out of john Gruden. 
I don't know if I really was expecting anything out of John Gruden. Because you know, I, expect him to say anything about it. Did he finish that sentence? Knock on wood, if you're with me. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> having this announcement and what a way to do it by Carl Nassib. I, it's just it's it's good for the entire sports community here moving forward. Uh, if if he can, if his announcement makes one person feel uh, better whether it's in the sport or outside of the sport, it's, it's worth making the announcement and bravo Carl Nassib. Um, it's just too bad. You're stuck on that Raiders defense. It really is. That's, that, that's, tough. that's the tough, that's a tough scene. The only thing worse than being on the Raiders defense is being on the Raiders offensive line. And apparently it's being on the Detroit Pistons. Oh man. Cade Cunningham. Congratulations. What a segue, right? <laughs> uh, your career is over. Uh, you're going to Detroit. Uh, you Detroit Pistons did win the draft lottery. What a move having Ben Wallace sit there uh, while they were, you know, opening the cards and everything. Also, why doesn't Adam Silver do it? At Frank Tatum, no. the NBA's deputy commissioner. Mark Tatum, yeah. Mark Tatum, I, that's it. My favorite part about the whole thing, and I was telling Cam about this during the process, was just Mark Tatum's cheesy smile the whole time. Why did Hakeem Olajuwon look so uncomfortable? When did he grow a goatee? He had a nice little gray goatee going for him. stuff down there in Houston. Go ahead, John. I have a theory as to why Silver has to keep his distance or chooses to keep his distance from draft night because of all the you know conspiracy theorists online who think that the draft is rigged every year. And so if like you know if a big market gets the number one overall pick and it's him reading the envelope, everyone's going to be like, oh, see, he's holding the envelope. You know, it's... It's just going to be a conspiracy. It's him. He did it. He just switched it. If it was, 20, if it was 2019, you know, and the Knicks get it, conspiracy. Exactly. And Or if the Rockets got it this year, you know, like everyone would be like, oh, you see, they're giving it to the – Yeah, but the Rockets the the Rockets deserved the number one pick. They did. It was a rough year. Dude, they lost their They superstar. did not deserve the number one pick. They your anti not. Your anti-Houston Rockets, Tom? You don't like Houston. Oh, yeah. I. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you traded James Harden, and that's not reason to say they deserved it. The Pistons deserved it. The Pistons had lo- lost Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond. I know they bought them out. The Rockets, the Rockets won 17 games this year. That is only because of injuries. They don't deserve the first overall pick from that. The Pistons deserve it more. They bought out Blake Griffin because he sucked there, and then he goes to Brooklyn, and then he starts dunking on people? What the hell is that? <laughs> or you like it's 2017, Tom? It's just like Houston didn't look bad at times when they had a full team. I don't. I just. I don't think they deserved it. Compared yeah, but, you have, to but you have John Wall. You're already signing up for the injuries. And they had. Uh, didn't they have Boogie Cousins to start the season? They did. Yep. Yeah. 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 Your injury row is what you put out there. People forget that after the Harden trade, they won. They won six straight. They won. They were. They were sitting at eleven and ten, and then they lost twenty in a row to go to sit at eleven and thirty. The Houston Wildcats. It's the start of the year. This is a team in Detroit that is clinging to relevance. They are drowning in irrelevance, and this is the NBA. The NBA literally just tossed them a relevance life preserver. We're doing. You know, you want to talk about shining stars when we do Detroit later in the year. I think Cade Cunningham might be number one. He might be. Ah, uh, it's still Miguel he... Cabrera. Oh, uh, yeah. It's still Miggy. 
Simple as that. But he's made his way to the top five, him and Panay Sewell. Two draft picks from this year. Oh, God. Is Jared Goff on that list, you think? Probably, yeah. yeah. He's, he's there somewhere. Oh, Listen, we were going we – we, we were looking through lineups, okay? That's how bad it was. We we're like, oh, come on. Please tell me there's some – please tell me Victor Martinez is still on the Tigers. Please, please, please. Well, wait a minute here. Stop the presses. We have some news out of Tampa Bay regarding Wander Franco. Just showed Cam. Reroll off his major league debut. His first career major league hit is a home run. A tying, game-tying home run. Yeah. The MLB's number one prospect. The, the, the next big thing. The next potentially player to get on the Florida Shining Star list in future years. Until, for two years until he's traded for a bunch of prospects from, you know, a West Coast team. Bunch of back-end relievers. Yeah. Yeah. But congratulations to him. First career hit is a home run. The other thing for Cade Cunningham, he's only visiting one team, the Detroit Pistons. Uh, uh, yeah, know your worth. I mean, he's like that's right. number one overall pick. DeAndre Aiden was uh, interviewed like a few minutes before they uh, did the lottery drawing tonight, and he said, yeah, when I saw Phoenix won the lottery, I, I knew I, like, I canceled all my workouts with other teams. And, uh, yeah, it was so cool. Cam, what did yeah, I tell I saw you? that. Cam, what did I tell you when DeAndre Ayton was interviewed? Could you like can you imagine if he said, Oh man, I hope the Hawks or the, the Mavericks really won that lottery so I don't have to be here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like what else is he gonna say? That's true. The worst thing that happened to me is when the Suns won the lottery. <laughs> well, it's a hell of an interview to have before game two of the Western Conference final. <laughs> I'd rather not I don't want to the Eric Bledsoe's it. <laughs> I don't want to be here. I don't <laughs> want to be here. <laughs> oh, so I, okay. I was talking about the uh, the barber shop I was in. Huh? <laughs> what do you mean by that? But Cade Cunningham, for all intensive purposes, is going to be a Detroit Piston. Oh yeah, he's he's going to be a Detroit Piston. And then the rest. Boring of the- draft lottery. Yeah. Yeah. No Knicks. Boring draft lottery, you say? Yeah, John. I mean, more entertaining than last year's. Toronto moved up. I mean, we got to talk about that. Toronto last year's last year's was boring. Fred Van Vliet looked miserable. I know. Also, other thing, what was with those um, headphones he had? (laughs) I'm like, what? That they're like. I I have no idea. What were they? He looked miserable. Like, like I get it. No. Cam, who was the one person that looked miserable? The, we were saying, like, how many teams were picked? The, the, how many teams were we 14. Maybe two people of the 14 looked like they actually wanted to be there. No. The rest of them, I think it was Indiana. Like the, the woman, the woman in like, from Indiana looked like she wanted to just yeah, be. Yeah, she did not want to be there. like she just got arrested, and they're like, hey, here's your mugshot. <laughs> but, yeah, Cash was her name. She did not want to be there. Oh, no, you're talking about the old woman. The old, yeah, woman, the old woman who was the wife of a, a widow, former pa- Pacers Leonard, player. Yeah. She didn't want to be there. That she one, the, the the woman who, oh, man, I think it was the Pelicans vice president of basketball operations, yeah. Cash. She didn't want to be there. She didn't want to be there. And she was pissed off when the Pelicans logo came. She's like, man, like, why, do I, why am I here? I'm waiting for the one person. First of all, I think we should do every draft lottery now over Zoom. Cause I think it's great. Cause I would just love one person to just get up and just walk out. When no, dude, it was better having them sit there. 
like having them all in the same room, like in a little cluster. So the whole frame of the, they're, they're all in the frame of the camera. So you had to watch them after, after their team already lost. That was something. We got to get back yeah. to that. We're, getting, we're slowly getting back to that. There's something to say about the disappointment of everyone's head slumping down in their chair while one guy who got the number one overall picks like standing and dancing around. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite though is Jerry Krause when he got the number one pick. He's like, oh, believe doing fist bumps. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, we need to get back to that. Like yeah. soon. But like I-, I gotta imagine being your team's rep for the NBA draft lottery, you don't even get to travel or anything. You just got to sit at a desk on zoom. That is probably one of the most boring occasions in your career as a basketball executive or a basketball player. It, it's just like Ben Wallace looked happy. Yeah. Because he won, but Hakeem Olajuwon looked like he didn't care. And can you blame him? Yes. Because you would have gotten a, a potential franchise changing point guard, a guy who's getting compared to Luca. Yeah, but he didn't. He didn't get him. Simple as that. Wait, Jared Eikhoff just broke up the no-hitter for the Mets? He's a pitcher. He's a pitcher, and he pinch hit, and he broke up the no He he started the second half of the doubleheader yesterday for the Mets. Jared Eikhoff? Yeah. Wow. Because I already went out there. I looked at Zach. I'm like, who is this guy? He also spells Jared in the weirdest way possible. J-E-R-A-D. What is that? I knew knew Eikhoff from years ago with the Phillies. So that was like the name sort of sounded a little familiar. Like, what is that? I got the Mets game on right now. They're down three, nothing. I was at the Mets game yesterday. I was at the double header. I left halfway through the second game, but to all of our listeners out there, if you get the chance to go out and see Jacob deGrom pitch, go do that. I've done it. It's even more unbelievable in person. I may have done it in the past. I just, I don't know what pitchers I've seen over the past like seven years of being the Mets games. I've been to like probably like 10 or 12, but to, to see him pitch, it's insane. He had a well, comebacker he caught. And yesterday was the first day they were implementing the rules where they were checking pitchers coming off the mound. Max Scherzer got checked and he was pissed. He was upset. He was going to pull down his pants. Cole didn't get checked till the third inning today in Yankees Royals. And he's walking off the field. In, and Montreal is up one nothing. by the way. He's walking off the field, and he's, like, looking around with his arms up, went, okay, and just walked off the field because nobody came and checked him at the end of the first inning. Tough. But how, how long are these checks going to go? You can't say that you want the games to be shorter and then check. That well, much. the checks don't halt the gameplay because they do it only at the end of innings or when a pitcher comes out. And it's just a quick check. It's literally 30 seconds. They check the glove, they check the hat, they check the belt. But if you think the umpires are going to keep up with this, it's not going to happen. No. This isn't going to last more than this season. I can't see this going more than a couple months. It it just seems something so tedious that they're not going to do it. They're going to give up eventually. Yeah. And we're all going to forget about it. Like This is something you would forget in an offseason. Yeah. And let's say they do find a sticky substance. What are they going to do? I have a feeling the umpires just look and go, hey, me and, less. Me and Cam have been discussing about a potential MLB strike for years. Years. Oh, there's definitely going to be a strike. Or a lockout or something. 
It's going to get ugly in a couple months. To your point, I could definitely see the umpire stopping because baseball is the one sport where, like, the players and the officiating, or umpires in this case, like, they clearly do not like each other. Yeah. It's been that way for a while, so the umpire is going to be like, you know, why make ourselves look foolish? The players are clearly catching on to what we're doing, so let's just pretend it never happened and we're just going to move on. I feel like when they finally do find somebody with a sticky substance, it'll be, hey, this is a warning. We're not going to make an announcement or anything. Just when you come back out for the next inning, have a little bit less on there, and we're going to check you at the end of the inning again. And if it's the same amount, we're going to throw you out then. And then you have to have them take up you have you're suspended if you're caught you're suspended 10 games with pay, but you're still allowed to take up a roster spot. The player the, the team cannot fill your roster spot. Like you have to be left on the open roster, but you can't play. And by that's the like, way, with, with Scherzer's game. check, uh Girardi ended up getting ejected for that. Why? I don't know. But Girardi got tossed. Probably flipped over something. It's 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 a joke. It's a joke, is what it is. It's baseball. I mean, baseball's been making a fool of themselves for years. This is just another thing on the list. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. And you should you should have heard the booze when I was there yesterday when Degrom got checked at the end of the first inning. They were booing and they were booing bad. And then they checked uh, whoever came in after Degrom, and people are still booing. And they checked uh, Eikhoff too. People are like, why are you checking Jared Eikhoff? You gotta check everybody. Simple as that. At least they're holding to that. At least they're not like checking like just certain players. They're basically checking everybody. They're not checking just the stars. Yeah, it, 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 there's no like, you're not immune to the checks. It's just, it, it's like that. You hold every player to the same you know degree of accountability. You know that's the only thing that's fair. I'm actually surprised baseball is doing that because baseball usually historically isn't the sport that does that. I think with I think what's going on right now in the league is. Especially, I feel like baseball, the only thing that the public, the casual fan sees of baseball are these scandals that come up every so often, you know, in the sport. And that's really the, the worst type of image that, uh, that, you know, that's the worst kind of uh, representation that the league is getting. And so they're going to do, you know, like you said, first season, they'll have the empires enforcing this. But you can bet that, as, like, you know, as soon as Pete, this is out of the public mind, they're just going to go back to the way things normally were. Yeah, if another scandal were to come up, you know, that overshadowed this one, or, they, or, or all they need is, like, one big storyline to overshadow this. Because right now, this has been the storyline in baseball for, like, the last month since really Josh Donaldson said something when stuff started to get ramped up. Yeah. The biggest they need just another storyline. Like the Astros cheating. Exactly. Yeah. Although you're not going to get something on that. I don't even, you might not even need one that big. You might just need somebody to go on some kind of stupid home run streak. Wander Franco. That's, yeah. It's Wander Franco. There's your storyline. That's how you get out of it. So we have our Florida edition of Shining Stars. Uh, we did Chicago last episode. Uh, I have Zach and Trisha's list, Zach's list in advance. I'm already telling you, it's not great. <laughs> Are there baseball players on there? Uh, no, there are none. Wow. There There's are a baseball players. player on Trisha's, believe it or not. Is it Wander Franco? No, is Wander Franco well known? No, he just got called up. He just got called up, so he's like, he's right. the, like the top prospect in baseball. Cam, you have your list, right? Yep. Now by 10. 
He's now your 10. You couldn't think of a 10? No, I did. It was um, Tyler Hero. Oh, that's a good 10, though. That's a really good 10. He's a song. I was considering. I, so, I, have two, I have two baseball players now. Okay. You have two baseball players now? Yeah, that might be a high. That is a high for you. You usually that, yeah. neglect the sport of baseball when it comes to your list. You neglected the Cubs. I don't know Sox, any baseball Mets. players. You neglected the Cubs, White Sox, Mets, Yankees, Angels, and Dodgers over the past basically couple, yeah. couple episodes. All right, I have my list. I am mine. We'll start off with one. We'll start off with the people who aren't here. Zach and Trish have the same one. They both have Tom Brady. I also have Tom Brady. Eric, who is your one? Um, my number one is Trevor Rogers, the guy in the Marlins. No, it's, it's Tom Brady. <laughs> John? Uh, I'd have to, I think, I think well, most of us are probably going to say the same thing here. Brady. Brady's the clear number one. It, it, Brady it seems it, like the universe. It pained Tom to say, or John to say that. Pained him. Yeah, well, no, not, not, now he's, ta- now Tampa Tom, I have no problem. Now that he's Tampa Tom, I have no problems with him. Now he's Tom you don't have to play him twice a year. You do have to play exactly. him twice The man is somehow sinking those putts in his videos that may or may not be edited. We don't know. That video he released today where he called out Bryson DeChambeau. Uh, he called out Phil, who we'll be playing with, and Aaron Rodgers. Hell of a video. Shooting your shot. Tom, who's your one? Blaine Gabbert. Really? No, it's Tom Brady. Okay. Cam? It is also Tom Brady. So Tom Brady in the clean sweep. Shocking. I know. Zach's two is Tim Tebow. Oh, I forgot all about him. Trisha's two is Rob Gronkowski. My two is Rob Gronkowski. Eric, who's your two? My number two is former WWE 24-7 champion Rob Gronkowski. I forgot he did that. Yeah. That was a strange. The host of WrestleMania. Strange part of his career there. John, who's your two? Yeah, Jimmy Buckets here. Jimmy Butler. Okay. Number two athlete. Oh, Florida. Tom? Butler is also my two. Okay. Cam? I'm also Jimmy Butler. Okay, three. Zach's is Andre Vasilevsky. <laughs> Trish's is Steven Stamkos. My three is Jimmy Butler. Eric, who's your three? My number three is Antonio Brown. Mm. John? Jason Pierre-Paul. Okay. Here we go. Um, I have AB. Oh, another high AB. Okay. Eric, uh, Cam? I got Trevor Lawrence. First appearance. For the Jacksonville Jaguars rookie. By the way, this is the one so far. I think we're just going to have the most completely different list. Oh, you should see Zach's. The wheels really fall off Zach's at really after one is where the wheels fall off. Zach's six. What number is it? We're at four. Zach's four. Nikita Kucherov. Trisha's four. Also Nikita Kucherov. My four is Mike Evans. Eric, who's your four? Jimmy Butler is my four. This is where I have Butler. John? This is where I'm going to put Gronk. Tom? That's also where I put Gronk. Okay. Cam? 
I'm with you. I got Mike Evans. Hey, number one receiver in Tampa. John, wait. Is yours Brady, Butler, A.B., and Gronk? No, no. Mine's Brady, Butler, Jason Pierre-Paul, and Gronk. Mine's the one with A.B. Okay. I keep trying to type Rob Gronkowski, and it keeps auto-correcting Rob to having an accent over the O, and I have no idea why. Gronkowski. No, 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 no. Over the O and Rob. Rob (laughs) Gronkowski. It, it doesn't make German any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Number five on the list, Zach has Steven Stamkos. Trish has Chris Godwin, player that does not make my list. I have Nikita Kucherov here, the best player on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Eric, who do you got a five? I have to agree. I can't believe, I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth. I have to agree with Zach. I have Steven Stamkos as my five. Okay. John? Bam on a bio. Bam. Bam. I still remember that dunk that he uh, blocked in the watching the conference. You do not meet Bam out of bio at the rack. It's as simple as that. It is as simple as that. Tom, who's your five? Trevor Lawrence. T Law. Cam, who's your five? This is where I got Gronk. Okay. Who was your four? Your four. I have Mike Evans. Oh, Mike Evans at four. Okay. You have Mike Evans at four? Yep. Where'd you have Gronk? Five. Gronk oh, at five. five. Okay. This list, this list should be very, for everybody, should be very Tampa Bay Buccaneers heavy. Zach is going to have a fun time with this graphic. Let me just say that. Six. This is where Zach has Rob Gronkowski. And for Trish, this is where he has Tim Tebow. My six is Trevor Lawrence. Eric, who's your six? Exact same. My six is Trevor Lawrence. John? Where I have Mike Evans on my list. Mike Evans at six for you. Tom? Bam out of bio. Bam out of bio. Not on my list. Cam? I have Tua right here. Tua. Tua turned the ball over. Okay, no laughs. Cool. (laughs) Seven. Jokes are bad. Okay. I control my laughter. Seven is where Trish has Plato, Texas native Blake Coleman. If you could believe that. Seven for Trish is Trevor Lawrence. My seven is Steven Stamkos, the captain of the Lightning. Zach has Blake Coleman at seven. Yep. Ooh, it's going to be real awkward when he's on Dallas next year. Yep. Who's your seven, Eric? My number seven is Mike Evans. John? That is where I have Shaq Barrett. Okay. Tom? Uh, I have Stamkos. Cam? Nikita Kucherov. Nikita Kucherov, former Hart Trophy winner. Uh, Zach's eight. Hockey players the rest of the way. Zach's eight is Florida Panthers goaltender Sergei Bobrovsky. Trish, with his only baseball player of the list, he has G-Man Choi, first baseman for the Tampa Bay Rays. I have Lombardi, Lenny, Leonard Fournette. Eric, who's your eight? I didn't say Tua yet, right? Nope. Okay, I'm going to say Tua, turn the ball over at, a, at, at eight. John? Davian Howard, cornerback for Miami Dolphins. Okay. 
Usually when you have to sit, usually when you got to follow up his position in team, usually he shouldn't make the list. That's a problem. (laughs) No no one watches the Dolphins. Let's be honest. You did say Miami do. Okay. For Chicago, you did say Eddie Jackson. You know who that is. That's a bear of safety. (laughs) Tom, who's your eight? Uh, This is where I have my baseball player. And keep in mind, I am basing this off of my Google search. And I said, well, this name sounds kind of like, you know, people would know. Does people do people know who Tyler Glass now is? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. That's actually that's, not that's bad. That's a good one. That's my eight. Okay. Not bad. All right. That's your eight. Cam, who's your eight? I said Steven Stamkos. All right. Stammer at eight. Zach's nine. Keeping it with the Florida Panthers. He's got Florida Panthers the rest of the way. Nikita people. Gusev. People in Florida don't even know who the Panthers are. <laughs> Zach's nine is Nikita Gusev, who just got there in February on a trade. You know what? I will say this so far. I'm happy because none of them have Orlando Magic players. No. I was scared for a little bit there. Trisha's nine is Antonio Brown. My nine is the most popular, the best throwing tight end in football. I have Tim Tebow. The only tight end in football to start and win a playoff game. That's where I have Tebow. Gonna be they're gonna be calling for him by week two. I'm telling you. Eric, who's your nine? My number nine is also Tim Tebow. <laughs> John. This is where I have Michael Carter Williams. I'm kidding, of course. Uh, this is where I have Miles Jack. Miles Jack. It's amazing you have Miles Jack on this list over Tim Tebow. Do you know that he was not down? He was, that's what I was going to say. He was not, in fact, down. He was not down. Tom, who's your nine? Tim Tebow. Cam? Hey, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin. Could have left, didn't, ended up re-signing with the Florida Pan, uh, with the Florida, whoa, with the Tampa Buccaneers. Whoa. Jesus whoa. Christ. Whoa. Just, it's getting to me. Ten, Zach, Patrick Hornquist. He didn't even name the best player on the Florida Panthers. Uberdow? No Alexander Barkov. Couldn't come up with Barkov. Couldn't come up with Uberdow. Yeah, no. Ekblad? No, none no. of that. Instead, Trish is 10. I'm going to spell how Trish spelt the last name of this player. And we have to guess who it is? Yes, it should be pretty easy. V-A-Z-A-L-E-F-S-K-I. That's so bad. That is yeah. awful. Vasilevsky. That's how he spells Andre Vasilevsky. Was there an L in there? Uh, yes. One L after the second A. Before <laughs> the first F, of course. My 10 is Tua Tagovailoa. Eric, who's your 10? I'll say this. If I could do coaches, Urban Meyer would be 10, but I'm known to keep the coach off. John? So, for this one, I, I, I debated back and forth which Jaguar player I was going to put here. That I decided I can't really in good conscience put Trevor Lawrence considering he hasn't played a snap yet. So I'm putting my man Minshew, Gardner Minshew the third. Okay. All right. Oh, okay. That's that's actually not a terrible pick. Tom? Well, I'm split between two, Mike Evans and Tua. So I'm I'm gonna flip a coin to determine who my ten is. Okay. Uh heads is Mike Evans, tails is Tua. It's heads. My it's Mike Evans is my ten. I think that's, that's a better choice anyway. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that's the better option. Cam, who's your 10 to round out the list? Tyler Hero. Tyler Hero. A good one. 
a name Eric and I did throw around in our – We were considering it in our mock. He, he yeah, was my 10 at one this. point. I think yeah. I switched my 10 like four times. Tom, no G-Man Choi? No. Okay. Sorry. You know who G-Man Choi is? No. Okay. Wander Franco. Wander Franco made none of our lists after one. He just got there. He was my ten at the very beginning when we first started, and then I said, "Wait a minute." He was also in the running for my tenth spot, Eric. But you know, he my did. list was made before he hit his first career home run. The other ones I was considering for ten, uh, Travis Etienne was one I was considering. Briefly putting a ten. Uh, Minshew's a good one. I should have thought of Minshew. We have a linesman in the Golden Knights Canadians game who just took a puck off the ear. Ooh. He's down and he's bleeding. They got the Vegas ear? Golden Knights uh, a, like uh, trainer out there helping him. Ooh. Is it still one it wasn't a hard shot. It was just a flick out of the zone that caught him. After one, the Suns are up 25-22. Minute 15 here left in the first period. Uh, Montreal up one nothing. Oh! Uh, real, real quick here before we go, uh, the hockey community did lose two uh, very large members of it. Tom Curvers yesterday died at age 58 after battling lung, lung cancer. Uh, the 58-year-old uh, 1984 Hobie Baker winner uh, was a very large piece of the New Jersey Devils, more than I think fans realize, because he was the player who was traded for the pick that turned out to be Scott Niedermeyer. Uh, so he was only a devil for a couple of years, but he did. Uh, play a very vital part in them winning Stanley Cups down the stretch. Yeah. So young. yeah, assistant general manager, too, of the Minnesota Wild at the time of his death. And then Rene Robert earlier today, yesterday, suffered a heart attack, part of the French Connection. Uh, Buffalo Sabres legend went to, uh, I think, either one or two Stanley Cups with them. I'm not sure. I know they lost one to Philadelphia. I don't know if they lost the second only, one. Only a couple hours ago before I reset. Yeah, yeah that, that's condolences out to that, to those families and friends of those families because. That's two. That's two uh, good players, good good people that they lost in the sport of hockey. Um, couple other things. Uh, number one, tough scene at the Coliseum last night. That yeah. fan who threw off his jersey and walked out. Yeah, you hate to see lost it. Eight nothing last eight. night. The Islanders. That tough. was what? What do you call that, Tony? Uh, a shit rocking. Yeah, they got shit rocked. Yeah, yeah, there was a, there was a watch party at the Coliseum. Oh, yeah. I got you. Um and. Number two, because this needs worth mentioning, Rajon Rondo just airballed a three from the corner. (laughs) Completely airballed it. There was a point in that game two nights ago, though, where Rajon Rondo could not miss. Yeah, I know. For like like 45 seconds. Uh, Another tough scene, Frank Clark in Los Angeles uh, getting pulled over in his Lamborghini and having an Uzi in the car. Not a pistol. An Uzi. An Uzi. What are we doing? What are we doing there, Frank Clark? My God. Other other NFL want to wish um, my rookie defensive tackle, Jalen Twyman. Nothing but the best going forward. Shot yeah, four times in Washington, D.C. earlier in the year. Shot four times. Um, he is expected to make a full recovery. Um, but going off of Frank Clark, uh, he was not the only arrest we had yesterday because Cardinals rookie linebacker Zayvon Collins was arrested. Mm- not what you want to do uh, when you're the team's first overall pick. I've heard rumors that Arizona is trying to convince Sean Lee out of retirement. Isn't he currently a coach with the Dallas Cowboys? Yes, that's making a joke because the Cardinals tend to go to the retirement home. They, dude, you know what? 
I don't care if it was a joke. They totally should. Sean Lee, granted, hurt every single year. Every year. What does Scooter McGruder say? When he plays. But when he plays, that man gives it 110%. It's just too bad it usually ends up in injury by the third quarter. But he always gives it 110%. But it really does say something to how much Arizona loves their old veterans to how I immediately like believed that. Right? So did I. Yeah. Both of you believed that full on and didn't know. They I hope it happens now because you joked about it. They signed A.J. Green. <laughs> something I did not know until I had my first fantasy draft of the year uh, on Friday. The fact that well, here's the problem. The fact that you were even considering looking at AJ Green tells you. No, that you I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't. The draft board was up, and I went, "Oh, right, AJ Green's an Arizona Cardinal, right next to Sammy Cause, Watkins." Because I was looking, I'm like, "Oh, John Brown's a Las Vegas Raider." Really? Yeah. 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 I didn't even know he left Buffalo. That's, that's like, what's that? What's that all about? Nelson Aguilar's a Patriot. I also was under the belief that. Cole Beasley was no longer a part of the Buffalo Bills. <laughs> hey, he's still there? Yeah, he's still there. He's their number two receiver. Well, number three now. He said he would man- play for free. He got a Manny Sanders. <laughs> Which makes no sense to say that considering he's under way, contract with the team. By the way, shout out to Cole Beasley for a couple of years ago saying that Buffalo's practice facilities were nicer than Dallas's. No. Mm-mm. I'm like, dude, Mm-mm. I... Right. I Google Maps the Bills practice facility. It looks like you're practicing at a Costco. Come on. It, that was just that that's straight up. I'm with my new team. I gotta support my new team. I'm gonna throw out this bullshit statement and hope nobody really looks into it. And everybody just you didn't even need to look into it. You just looked at it and went, no, okay. Whatever you say, Cole. Lies. Lies. All right, so every episode of the Two Men Sports Podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. If you want to go back to our former Shining Stars list, we've done New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago. Those are our last three episodes. They're all up on Instagram. Yes, they are. Uh, we will be in this Friday. Next Friday will be not. It'll be 4th of July weekend, and I will be at the Yankees-Mets game. Hopefully, as of right now, the way it's lining up, the starters could be DeGrom versus Cole, and I think that's what society as a whole wants. Yeah. There's really nothing else you need. I will also be off on Friday. I will be away. You need that. We need that. But we're here this Friday and next Tuesday. So we got two more episodes coming. Another Shining Stars list coming this Friday. Does anybody want to propose a city or a market? Oh, you're leaving it open. Cincinnati. Nope, not doing Cincinnati. We do Ohio. The state of Ohio. Let's go. You want to do the state of Ohio? I'll do the state of Ohio. We'll do the state of Ohio. That's going to be it. That could be it. Awful list. Do you want? Are we doing ten for the state of Ohio? Are we doing five? Ten. Got to do ten. Got to keep it with ten. You want to just do ten for the rest of the summer? Yeah. There's eight teams in Ohio. Is there eight? Or is there six? There's six teams in Ohio. We can get ten. Because we have the the Cleveland baseball team, the Browns, soon to be Cleveland baseball team, the Cavaliers, the Bengals, the Reds, and the Bengals, the Reds, and the Blue Jackets. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> oh, by the way, shout out to the Washington football team for applying for a trademark for Washington football team and having it denied. <laughs> <laughs> they have so much problem. There's so many problems with trademarks lately. It's just, just keep laying them up. 
I did take I did take their defense in my dynasty league because they're a very good young defense. If you're looking to take a defense in the dynasty league, look at Washington. Washington FedExes. That's what's going. So be. that's going to wrap up this episode. Every episode again available wherever you get your podcasts, and we will see you on Friday for our Ohio list and another episode of Too Many Men.